Welcome back to another Untitled Tribeca review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck. Alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he's tomato meter approved. Eric Marchin. Which one of us is the werewolf? I think it's the mic. Uh, Today, we are reviewing Josh Rubin's Werewolves Within, which played at the Tribeca Film Festival, but will be released uh, this Friday, June the 25th. Um, on VOD, correct? Or is it, it uh, no, theatrical? theatrical release oh, okay. first and then a week oh, later VOD on, on VOD. July. Yeah. 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 In July 2nd. Okay, cool. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, a video game film. Yes. This, uh, co-produced, uh, by, uh, or actually just produced by Ubisoft, uh, film and television, um, distributed by, IFC is it films. Ubisoft or Ubisoft? Um, I think there is a proper way of saying it. I say Ubisoft. Um, that's a good question. And me as the video game guy should know this. And I just watched all of E3. Uh, <laughs> Ubisoft. I think Ubisoft probably. Yeah. I probably have been saying Ubisoft. But um, Well, before that, you, you were saying Boobisoft. And I was yeah, like, Matt, yeah, you, you got to like, <laughs> come on. Um, starring Sam Richardson, uh, Milana Vontrub, um, Vaintrub. Uh, yeah, Vaintrub. Vaintrub, uh, Michael Chernis, uh, Michaela Watkins, Cheon Jackson, uh, George uh, Basil, uh, Sarah Burns, Catherine Curtin, um, Wayne Duvall, Harvey Gillian, uh, Glenn Flesher, Rebecca Henderson, Annie Kruger, and others. Um, yeah, Eric, a video game movie playing at a film festival. Who would have thunk? Matt, um, I'm, I'm going to declare it now. Is this, I will ask you the question. Let me prompt you. Okay. Is this the best video game movie of all time? Yes. Wow. <laughs> uh, yes, I, it is. That I and Tomb will, Raider are still, are, yeah. are the two, and they do something very similar, um, before getting into the review is that both it, those movies yeah. take the existing video games to take the characters maybe, or the idea, the concept, the loose concept of it and apply loose concept genre tropes that are more applicable to adapting um you know these stories so obviously you know the spin on this is that this is a whodunit you know obviously with knives out being as successful as it is um or as was and it's going to be with the sequels it's like okay well why not take you know the knives out approach the whodunit murder mystery and add it into a horror comedy but you can also look at john carpenter's the thing which also has yeah. that whodunit kind of style or even you know um the hateful eight where where tarantino i mean obviously was taking you know uh unproduced elements of you know Morricone's score from the thing but like the idea of like okay who's sort of the villain in this sort of self-contained isolated location and you know over the course of a night or a couple of days you know you have your Perot type character having to kind of piece together the mystery and solve who's responsible behind this but on the addition of this is that the supernatural element is that one of them is a werewolf mm. yeah and i mean loosely based on the video game werewolves within which is a vr game from ubisoft that came out on the uh playstation 4 as well as some other vr sets and things like that um so basically playstation vr and essentially werewolves within was also based on the game werewolf or mafia which is a party game which you can play you know just with nothing really and i mean everyone's probably probably played you know werewolf or mafia before but um and then there's different iterations eric brought up the thing i have a thing board game um which is interesting because it's a tie into 
some artists that we might be talking to this week um, as well, because they did the art for it. I didn't even realize that. Oh, yeah. Um, as I was doing research. Uh, but the thing board game also, you know, there's lots of board games with these, you know, hidden agenda kind of things, right? Where someone is determined you are a werewolf and um, each night the werewolves can work together, whoever's a werewolf, and they can kill off the townsfolk. And then the townsfolk during the day have to discuss among one another of who they think um the werewolves are right so they turned that into a vr game and now they took that vr game which is just that mafia game or werewolf game and in vr so you can play it online with people and that's set in a fantasy town um a medieval like fantasy town and then they take that and turn it into this movie so it's weird for me to declare this the best video game movie ever because like even the video game werewolves within it feels like it's based on a you know just a party game and then it's just like it's so loosely based off of this it's just like you said it's the whodunit concept of we need to figure out who the werewolf is who's terrorizing this town so to declare it like that's why i'm hard to say like this is the best video game movie ever because is it the best made one is it a fun movie um is it a a solid whodunit yeah i'd say yeah to all of those questions um but something like a sonic the hedgehog or a detective pikachu which i neither movie are are good per se but like I say are more purely like based on a video game property and Tomb Raider is a better example as well that you brought up. Yeah. But Tomb Raider is also doing the same thing like werewolves within where it's taking sort of more so like broad genre strokes with Tomb Raider basically mimicking, you know, Indiana Jones or your classic sort of adventure serial. Right. But then that that's more purely what that game is, though, right? right? Like the Tomb Raider movie is almost one to one. We shall say the the Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, And even I mean, the Jolie ones aren't good, but those were more purely what the '90s Tomb Raider games were. And then after Uncharted came out, they took Tomb Raider, which was Uncharted. Dogs are barking. Yeah, Uncharted was inspired by Tomb Raider, and then the new Tomb Raider was in by uncharted we're getting uncharted movie next year. are we um are we i don't know but anyway so this being a quote-unquote video game movie is just funny to me because it's a vr game that like even they joke about in the trailer that no one played <laughs> like right um it's not like a super popular game although the game of werewolf is super popular so then that's what i go back to of like i don't think of this like as a video game movie per se but an adaptation of that concept of that game of werewolf, which I actually have a lot of fun playing. And I like those types of games. I mean, uh, even recently what blew up is like among us is a popular video game. that uh, blew up last year during the pandemic and, um, essentially the same concept, but it's everyone on a spaceship and there's, uh, are you the imposter, which is like a thing thing, right? right? Where you are the imposter and have to kill off the other people and they, but you, there's tasks to do. And then other people on the ship have to figure out who the imposter is. So I've always just loved those style of games and those concepts, which then I think it, it does really make sense. Like you say, to take those tropes and take those ideas and then put them into a movie and then make it kind of a single location, small town kind of thing, and then have, idiosyncratic um kind of supporting uh, characters, characters that you are like, using as either red herrings yeah. or one of them is ultimately sort of the the, the werewolf the, the werewolf right? the suspect yeah. in the thing and 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 it's also i mean there is some sort of commentary and adapting uh, a story like this and moving it from 
you know, medieval times to yeah. modern day where you're looking at the idea of like, especially in the Midwest where, you know, you have a town divided by this pipeline and the idea that, you know, um, it's, it's very much a kind of uh, conservative community for the most part with a couple kind of uh, outsiders um, sort of, you know, basically putting their foot down and saying, no, we don't want to, you know, sign away our land or, you know, our, our home to, you know, make money off of this where other people are. And so that's kind of where you get the main conflict of this. And then in sort of the middle of all of it, you have this, you know, new park ranger that comes in played by Sam Richardson, who was just recently in a promising young woman and was on uh, Detroiters and is on, is in actually the upcoming uh, Chris Pratt movie, uh, the tomorrow war as well. And he's basically like the kind of almost, you know, there's a Mr. Rogers joke in this, but he's kind of like the Mr. Rogers kind of guy where it's like, why can't we all just get along and love thy neighbor and things like that and trying to keep the peace. Um, but sort of how that all deflates over the course of the narrative and suspecting like, okay, who is the wolf and, and like, you know, who's in danger and, and who's the victim. And, and again, there's a couple thing references in this. There's an environmental activist who um, basically is like Blair and Fuchs uh, fused together where she's doing like analysis on the hair and saliva of this animal. And it's basically when she finds like, she doesn't know what the determination of the origin is. It's basically like Blair reacting to, you know, um, the The thing basically saying like, okay, well uh, this is, you need to, self-contained yeah, this thing yeah. now and like mm-hmm. that like i love those little montages and like i i keep joking about this on the last couple of episodes and reviews every t- or like with plan b because josh rubin was in that as an actor who also directed a really wonderful little movie which also takes place in a very secluded location in a cabin in the woods um with these two writers sort of trying to one-up each other in storytelling and telling scary stories with scare me um, having interviewed Josh Rubin poorly for Werewolves I'm Within. I'm sure it was fine. Uh, well, you'll get to see it on Wednesday for people who are listening. Uh, if you want to watch me completely fall on my fucking face, you that's didn't. it's right You're there. You're being way too but, hard on but, yourself. But going into like his love of films, you can also tell that he's very much influenced by Sam Raimi with sort of like the camera angles and the shots and stuff like this. And he's essentially a gun for hire on this movie. Uh, Mishna Wolf, which, you know, great last name for this film, who's a comedian and and writer was sort of the, the head of this and developing it as sort of a, a fellowship grant at Ubisoft to make it into a movie. And so you can tell that like, you know, with with josh rubin like he's coming in and kind of adding a a cinematic flair there's another great shot there's a couple great moments uh, sort of paying homage to jaws as well there's a shot where like it kind of reminded me of the dock scene where you have the fishermen sort of being basically ripped off the dock with the dock into the water in this movie you have sort of this little dog that you know is on a leash and going out the dog door and then like the leash this extended leash being pulled and then you have a shot of uh wayne duvall who's basically like the quint of this who sort of is running the the pipeline where like he's sitting and drinking you know whiskey or 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 liqueur out of a a glass but the way that the kind of the the dolly kind of moves to him kind of sitting in the corner basically is like the introduction of quint even though we've been already introduced to him before um and i was thinking at first is this going to be a period piece because the opening prologue where one of the characters is uh attacked has a flip phone flip phone yeah 
but I think it's just that small town kind of thing that yeah. they're <clears throat> kind of going on. And but, an um, older character as well, right? So. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I thought this mostly worked. Like, um, again, it's not a, a masterpiece by any means, but like, I think it is an enjoyable whodunit that kind of follows those rules of those fun party games that um, I think takes all those tropes that you even get from that of you know having to either play a like i said the idiosyncratic character and everyone having their own distinct kind of reasoning of why they might be sabotaging things and just kind of setting things up of this mystery of who could have done it and can you um, guess who yeah and that's the kind of shit like what makes those games so enjoyable which i thought translates really well to the movie uh, and, and josh rubin who i've always liked for a, a while i haven't watched scare me yet but people keep suggesting it it's gotta, better than um, this but like he um, like you because you could tell like he wrote directed produced yeah. starred in or co-starred yeah. in with uh uh anya cash um, right from yeah um, who's from the boys from the and, boys yeah and, yeah and, and she was in you're the worst you're the worst yeah the yeah, fx yeah. show yeah um, so I just like that, you know, everyone's a, a caricature, um, a hundred percent, but like, and, and some jokes land really, really hard. And I laughed a lot at, and some don't work as, as well. And like, um, I didn't love, uh, uh, Michaela Watkins. I just like, I, I like her, her in other things. Like I yeah. think she was really good in, uh, Lake Bell's in a world playing like yes. Bell's sister. And she's yes. really wonderful in that. Sorry. I meant, I just don't like her in, in this. this. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I like her. I, no, I but... agree with you that it's, it's a very specific character of being kind of like the nagging trophy wife who like her whole thing is that she wants to open a craft store with the money. If you know, she gets it for the pipeline and things like that. And, and like she like, and it's not just her, like there's, there's other characters that become grading after a while as well, but there are other ones that you kind of enjoy. Like I kind of wanted more of Glenn uh, Fleischler's, um, uh, sort of Grizzly Adams esque character, and Glenn Fleischer yeah, is a really yeah. wonderful character actor who usually plays a villain. Obviously, a lot of people will recognize him from True Detective, the first season of of that. Yeah, um, I even like seeing Michael Chernis pop up, who um played the Tinkerer in in Spider Man. Um, yeah, he was also in he, Mistress America. And uh, Orange is the New Black. Yeah, he's he he's in. kind of a, a goofy kind of character. Who's basically? I just like his delivery. I don't yeah. know. There's something about him, but I agree with you. And then you have like um, a couple characters that almost feel like um, Josh Rubin was playing in um, Plan B, like a couple um, like trashy, you know, um, white trash mechanic, uh, white characters. trash mechanic characters that did make me laugh. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Like it's really you can like see them living in fruit. Oshawa. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. And I think that's maybe why I felt uh, you know. A kinship to them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, I just like those characters just kind of made me laugh throughout the whole thing, even though they were kind of one note and low hanging fruit. But like, um, I just, and it was that kind of stuff. Like you'll find characters that you like and, and you'll and kind characters of, that you don't and, and you don't. And I think that's kind of what makes even these games fun. Cause it depending on the group that you're playing with. And, um, I liked, uh, uh, Melania Vantra as well as, as, as Cecily and, and Sam Richardson as Finn. Like I like them. Uh, their and their whole chemistry thing together is, and, is really and sort of their nice arcs, and, right? Like, yeah. we don't want to get too deep into it, but, like, there's stuff with those characters where it kind of, again, like, you know, this is a very 
slight commentary on sort of middle America and sort totally. of a divide between conservatives and liberals and things like that. I mean, there's a couple of jokes about being liberals in Antifa, which I actually kind of thought was funny um, mm-hmm. with like, you know, the, the graffiti <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and stuff with the signs <laughs> and stuff like that. That I think that, that works. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, or like when when again like uh the, the, never with the left when when he's saluting yeah. uh, uh no, Sam right. Richardson's yeah, yeah. character like I thought that was actually but those funny. are like yeah those are subtle kind of but more it's doing the same thing there. with sort of uh, with with Cecily the, the 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 post office person character where it's like it's playing into the tropes of the manic pixie dream girl kind of thing yeah and it does it really in a way that I think like again you know you're getting this from a female's point of view in terms of the writer and so. You know, I think that there's stuff in there that is worth um, sort of noting. But I, the one thing I, I think there needs to be a moratorium on is there. There's a cut. There's okay. So there's two songs in this movie, um, and I asked, I, I talked to Josh Rubin about it. One being like I watched Werewolves Within twice, and the first time around, there's a certain song by Savage Garden that's played, and I almost feel sure. like that's to distract you from the conversation that that. Richardson and 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 Weintraub are having together um, because you pay attention more to the conversation the second time where you hear like you know uh, madly deeply do like in the in the background and you're like mm-hmm. this is the one of the most cheesy songs of the 90s mm-hmm. but the 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 song that I think there needs to be a moratorium on is the Ace sign. of Bates yeah. Uh, yeah the the sign where it feels like it just keeps popping up in films so much obviously you know, the pitch perfect movies, but you know, this, there was something else more recently as well that used it in, in, uh, in a film, but, um, (laughs) yeah, like it's, it's, it's a fairly straightforward kind of movie and like with its social commentary, even like on, you know, with the gay couple moving into a predominantly, uh, conservative community, like some of that stuff kind of feels like, again, you know, what you'd expect that to be or how it would play out. But I think it's fun enough with, the ambition being there, even if like some of the visual effects and some of the action don't always work as well, um, especially in the third act. Yeah, I agree with that completely. But um, yeah, I, I thought enjoyable enough that I would tell anyone to, you know, throw this on and it's maybe not rush out to the theater, but when it's on VOD a week later, like just it's worth a rent. Just on chow a Friday down, night. man. Like, just chow down. Yeah, I, I I had fun with it, and I, I think there's some solid laughs and some good characters and um, a fun kind of mystery throughout it. And again, it just I think, like you said, even if it is a like an ad- adaptation of a game, a VR game that not a ton of people played, but it is very much. Um, oh, 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 baby, Eric just showed me something on. Um, on camera that I can't talk about, but I'm excited about. Um, I'm filling it out as we talk about it. Damn it. I'll do that right now. Anyways, we'll wrap this up. I had fun with it. And um, again, if you like that werewolf game or mafia, like I think you'll kind of see how they took that concept and put it into a movie and it weirdly works. Do I think it's the best video game uh, adaptation of all time? I think it's easily up there, even though I don't, it's hard for me to say that this is purely a video game adaptation because it's loosely based on that VR game and it's that VR game is based on a party game. So um, I still put Tomb Raider, Pikachu, and, and Sonic the Hedgehog in that upper echelon. Well, you also have a soft spot for Super Mario Brothers. 
I love Super Mario Brothers. Awful movie, I can say yeah. that. Like, but <laughs> I will take Mario Brothers over that weirdness of Mario Brothers and just how batshit fucking like what is this is more entertaining to me than any of those movies we mentioned, right? Because Sonic, I loved Sonic the Hedgehog as a kid, so I do have a soft spot. Uh, Pokemon, loved Pokemon as a kid and even as an adult. Um, so I have a soft spot for that. And I liked the idea of taking it and turning it into a detective story, just focused too much on Ryan Reynolds and other shit, and it just didn't quite work. Uh, Sonic, I think, is up there with Tomb Raider of being the most watchable of like tomb raider i've had no desire to rewatch, but i like alicia vikander enough and i will go see a sequel and then sonic i liked enough just because i'm like it's accomplishing kind of exactly what it needs to do and i like jim carrey enough but um and knuckles and is going to be in the sequel, sequel so yeah. yeah come on baby anyways i'm going to give this a, a three but i'd even maybe go three and a half but i'll go three right now yeah uh, on werewolves i'll go three as well like i think it's a it's a fun friday night fright flick that is just like it doesn't demand too much of you but it's also very entertaining but it's it, it ultimately it is disposable um, but I will say that it is the best video game adaptation I have ever seen. There you go. <laughs> Which will I don't. We, will we use that in our clickbaity tweets and stuff? Absolutely. So, yeah. But it is um, worth noting, like the Sam Raimi thing, like specifically because, like again, having talked to him, like he even mentioned um, Jim Cummings, who directed The Wolf of Snow, Snow Hollow. Which kind of also has a bit of a whodunit element with a werewolf running around and killing women in the most horrible of ways, but it also being like this weird sort of like Coen Brothers, Sam Raimi-esque riff on that uh, with uh, the late great Robert Forrester in one of his last roles. And it's the same company, not IFC, but the same production company that did both of those movies. Nice. Um Thank you all for listening. Uh, we got lots of other Tribeca uh, content. If you guys want to go check that out. Speaking of wolves, we have a review for Wolfgang <laughs> um, that you guys can go listen to right now, uh, as well as reviews for The Novice, um, 12 Mighty Orphans, Italian Studies, Catch the Fair One, See for Me, um, as well as others we'll have coming up, like Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain, um, False Positive, um, a few others. So um, if you're just looking for Tribeca stuff, just put Tribeca Untitled Movie Reviews and you'll find that stuff there. It's all on this channel. Um, we also have some reviews for just some regular released films. So we have a review up for uh, uh, Fatherhood, uh, which features Kevin Hart that's playing on Netflix, as well as Luca, a Disney Pixar movie streaming on uh, Disney Plus. So go check out those reviews as well. Uh, over on our other channel, Untitled Movie uh, Podcast, we'd love for you guys to go subscribe to that. Our newest draft will be out next week where we cover Tribeca and everything we've been watching on TV uh, and things like that. Um, this week, uh, you might see the return uh, of uh, an Untitled Movie Podcast show that we haven't seen in a while. So uh, we're looking the return. forward to that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, looking forward to that should be a, a really fun conversation coming up uh, soon. It's happening uh, so, again. <laughs> so keep, uh, keep an eye out for that. Please go subscribe to our, or, or go follow us on letterboxd our HQ at untitled podcast, all of our links to our other socials as well as reviews, uh, drafts, uh, lists, everything's up there. We have so so um, much content. Yeah. There's so much daddies. Daddies are giving you some content. Daddy uh, made you his favorite. God, I can't stop listening to it. It's so good. Um, get him, Jeff. <laughs> uh, follow me at Matt Rohrbeck on all those, uh, uh social medias and, uh, and yeah.
And I'm Eric Rogers. You can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. CEO, entrepreneur, born in 1964. <laughs> Get him, Jeff! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>